When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, coming to you on my end from Orchard Park, New York. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's Ramon out there in Hendersonville, Tennessee, far enough from this yeah. mess to avoid the stench. That's what I was going to say. You're probably the only Steeler fan in Orchard Park right now smiling. If it's not, you know, smiling through your pain is what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. Every time I come here, it feels like that. But that's another matter entirely. Not exactly the most uh, scintillating sociological space on Earth. Uh, 38 to 3 was the final ugliest loss of the Mike Tomlin tenure. A 1 and 4 start. Almost the ugliest start of the Tomlin tenure. And Moan, you were part of the 0 and 4. Yeah, I was. That, that fell to that to that record in London. Why would this be different than that, or is it? Um, I think it's different because we had a lot of the pieces necessary. We had enough veteran guys on our team to actually pull it together to finish out the season at 500, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm looking at this group right now, and I see DK, do we call this a revamp? A restart, a rebuild, a re anything other than a finished team right now. But who would call it that? Who in this, you know, these people moan, who in this organization would say, you know, uh, you know, tomorrow at Mike Tomlin's press conference or Wednesday at practice. Hey, listen up, everybody. It's a rebuild now. (laughs) Who's going to do that? You know what? It's nobody in Pittsburgh, I don't think. Well, inside of uh, 3400 South Water Street, the Pittsburgh Steelers headquarters, I don't see that being the case. I will say this. It's early enough in the season to where you don't want to believe it. I'll also lean on the side that um, nobody knows what this looks like in current history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You legitimately don't because the team has been, for the most part, above board, competitive, all Almost every single year, like it's been a lot of those things that we have never seen. We've never been in a position where we're searching for a first round quarterback. So we start to tank. You have your quarterback. You have some pieces of a good team. You have if (laughs) you have TJ, you have Cam over there. You have Mika over there. You have a bunch of youth that's there or good enough pieces to sustain a good team. But you don't have enough supporting cast to actually get the job done. And there's not enough execution on game day to help me believe that this is a team that's going to fully compete as we make it through five games of this short, I mean, of this short season right now. Oh, this is bad. This is, is bad. This is not, I'll say it. I was over in London covering. This is not that. Okay. This yeah. is just a team that just does not have answers. I'm in that locker room over there uh, and, and, and talking to these guys and, and, and listening to the head coach, unable to come up yeah. with answers because there aren't answers. There aren't players that you can just say, hey, we're just going to sub this guy in and yeah. sit that other guy. The, the, the other guys don't exist. 
No, they they don't, DK. And um, because of that, nobody wants to real, really live this or say it. Kenny's the guy. There's so much hype around him. But let's go this route, too. If Even if this isn't a rebuild, you look at what the Buffalo Bills are and you look at what you just saw out there as far as performance, there's nowhere near being close to being competitive. Even if it ain't a rebuild, you're too young, you're too out of sync, you're too everything but that close to be competitive. So I look at this team and I even say to myself too, well, if if it is a rebuild, right now I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are the number one draft seed as it stands. Uh, I saw something analytically earlier, and it says, we are the number one pick. And if I ask you, because I think there's so many different pieces, DK, what are you even drafting? Oh, no. Oh, no. We're doing this in week five. (laughs) I mean, and I ask that only because, one, you can throw those answers into the comments, but the other part is it, you picked this high for a quarterback. You know, like, that's where we at. Like, you picked that high for a left tackle. Maybe you go get that one, but you got a guy that's been starting two years now. Do you go get a guard? Do you, do you go get a DB? Are you willing to have a top a, a top five pick right now? Because that's where we're headed, it seems. Do you do you go get a quarterback at a top five position? Do you go get another DN when you get Alex Highsmith and you also got TJ Watt? You see what I'm saying? Like, do you go get a D tackle? You don't pick D tackles that high. So what do you even go get? You I got don't know. Good. What a thing, thing to be from- talking about in week five. <laughs> I, I, listen I to you over there. We'll just, we'll just drop that nugget right there. But this is the most disheartening thing of it all, I feel like. You have so much talent offensively as far as skill goes. I see it. You know what's there. Should Deontay be playing at a higher level? Yeah. So Should Chase Claypool be playing at a higher level? Yeah. Okay. Should there be more creativity or more, 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 more certainty on what you're running offensively? Yeah. So I look at it and say, I love all these things. I hate that the young quarterback is a young guy. I hate that he has his offensive coordinator at this point right now. Those are the things we can be real about because I'm looking at it and saying, there's not a whole lot of help. You got false starts on the offensive line or on players offensively when this shouldn't be the case. And I just don't know if this group knows how to compete because there's not that one guy on off on, at least on the offensive side of things that knows how to compete. I look at defensively and say, I just don't think it's good enough. The more I see of miles, Jack, the more I see of Devin, the more I see of other guys along that defensive front, not named cam. The more I say to myself, there's just too many gaps. That's why I'm asking the questions. What do you even go draft? What are you what what are you who are you tanking for? What do you think of Pickett? I thought it's solid. I like his competitive spirit. I, I I see him being able to extend plays. I see him being able to make plays. That was a lot of times where he's not brought up the wide receivers. The balls are hitting them right in the hand. I like that. I love the competitive edge of him understanding when somebody's doing him wrong by grabbing his leg and he pushes and shoves him. I love the fact that he stays in the pocket and deliver passes. I hadn't seen anything overly egregious other than a young guy sometimes getting exposed because defenses are like that in the NFL where he'll throw a ball right there and it just so happened that a Buffalo defender drops it. You know, like it's those things right there that has to get sharper. You know, I'm I'm, I'm watching the TV broadcast of it and I'm, I'm watching wide receivers not help him according to an NFL quarterback like Tony Romo saying if Chase Claypool moves further across the field than up the field, then it'll lead him to be more open. 
Like, I know he has those things in him, but it's, again, everybody around him have to be the, the ones to help him the same way the 2014 helped Ben Roethlisberger. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, how one particular player came to help Kenny Pickett, and I know Moan's going to love this subject. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, and... There were a couple of times that Kenny Pickett took some uh, cheap hits, yeah. and, and, the, and the Bills have that edge to them, and that's going to serve them well over time because they can eat the flags. They yeah. don't care about the flags. 15 yards is nothing to them. It's one quarter of the next play that they're about to execute. Yeah. DeMar Hamlin came in late, his former Pitt teammate on Pickett. Yeah, and and then we saw um, who was it? Zach Lawson. Uh, Shaq. Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson came in and 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 got Kenny <laughs> down low. Really ticked him off here. But the big one was the was the first one. Yeah, it was man. Um, and I, go ahead. And all I was gonna say is no, no, no. You you go with the hit first, and, and I'll bring up the other thing. I was glad to see uh, James Daniels be down there for his quarterback. Whatever That's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> whatever finds happen after that is supposed to happen. And guess what? If that group ain't right-minded to chip in and help him pay for it, although he's paid enough, well, not paid enough, although he, he has his own bread, then something's wrong there. That's what you're supposed to do. I like that. I love watching guys defend their teammates. I love watching guys take that next step. Because in that moment, even though James threw his hands up, guess what? He knew what that's what he was supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and from that point on, I'll take whatever fines are coming my way. But there has to be a line in the sand when it comes down to what's susceptible. I know he's a rookie. You don't get that free shot on him regardless. No. And then as, as James Daniels told us after the game, he said, that's our franchise quarterback there. I, I just, yeah. you, know, you, you can't allow it. No. You, know, you, can't, you can't have it. And I just wondered if maybe we didn't see the first sign of what we've been waiting for for a while here with this offensive line is someone to stand up, someone to be a leader. Yeah. It's one thing to stand there in front of people like, you know, me and other reporters and whatever. That's not that's that's kind of leadership, but it's not all the way leadership. Yeah. This this was more in line with that. Can I can I say this though about the OL? I'm not defending them because they got their deficiency. Vaughn did Vaughn like things today. They got pushed back. I still thought, you know, watching a couple guys like Dan Moore get pushed back into a sweet play wasn't a big fan of that at all. There was some bullying, but these guys as a whole, DK, have somewhat come together. I will say that. But the thing is, DK, is when you have drop balls or you have inconsistencies of what you're running offensively, this group can't shine. Like, is it, there's one thing I've, like, players like myself, offensive linemen, always had an issue with. When you're giving your all every single play, you're battling, you're going, you're knocking folks over, you're moving bodies, and guys don't either hit the gap right when they're supposed to run the ball, or you have receivers that drop balls or won't go get the extra yard or two. Like, that's bothersome to guys up front that got to deal with that physicality every single play. This group hadn't been atrocious. It has not been good either, but it has gradually gotten better for a group that's just not coming together for its first time as a unit. Again, there are certain groups in this league that are just that good. Right now, the Steelers OL ain't that good, so we got to stop. Okay, pile on them if you want to, but they hadn't been the, the weakest link when it comes down to this offense. The weakest link to me when it comes down to this offense has been the consistency in the production of those talented, and I can't stress this enough, 
talented wide receivers. Me watching the replay of this game, I'm like, you should be working him. You should be working him. Where's the development of understanding creases, soft spots when it comes down to them playing zone? Teams do that to our defenses. When we come back, the only segment that matters, Hey Mom. Welcome back to the only segment that matters. It's the Hey Moan segment here on the Ramon Foster Show coming to you from both Orchard Park, New York, scene of a crime against humanity in Hendersonville, Tennessee, scene of Moan celebrating Tennessee's greatness in football. Yes, absolutely. I'll take it, man. I got to have something good on weekends. Yeah, this this ain't it. That's for sure here. Uh, this uh, this segment of the Ramon Foster Show is brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it's all about quality. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail, so every sub and burger, salad, wrap, drink, and appetizer gets made with fresh ingredients and always tastes amazing. Order your favorites at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. And today's entry comes from David, who asks, Hey, Moan, why is it a bad idea to fire Matt Canada in season? The Steelers always hire in-house anyway, and Mike Sullivan's going to be the next OC. They should dump Canada ASAP. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> that's tough. Why, why hold on to him? He has your your rookie quarterback's ear right now. This is one of those situations where, as we spoke about earlier, DK, if if it's tanking or we find ourselves in a rebuild that's, that's drafting early in the draft, I mean, what are we trying to do? Make it better by getting the 12th pick instead of a top five pick? Like, it's legitimately there. I'm not saying that's the thought process. You ask my opinion. I say let them ride it out. If it's bad, then guess what? Kenny, you know what good looks like next year? Because if this team is below 500, drastically below 500, we will find ourselves in a position where change has to happen. I'm talking about having to. The issue you run into, though, is if you go out and get a really good offensive coordinator, a really good OC, guess what? This is the issue in all sports right now, well, college and the NFL. If you got a bona fide A-list play caller, he will be somebody else's head coach a year or two right after it. So it's a matter of which, <laughs> which devil we want when it comes down to a guy that's good at play calling. What you love to happen is a quarterback that becomes very dynamic and you have a mediocre play calling and quarterback can, the quarterback can outcall his OC. I don't think we're there right now. What I'm hoping is we have to go get a very strong offensive-minded guy to be able to create. If you have your deficiencies, good enough to hide them. That's just where we are right now. Firing Matt Canada, if they did, I know a lot of people rejoice and be happy. Uh, but at this point, looking at the rest of the schedule, give me a top five pick. I hate to even be in that conversation, but give me a top five pick if that's the case. You had me at rejoice and happy. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have even brought him home on the charter flight. I know. You know, but, yeah, I wouldn't have brought him home on the charter flight after those two handoffs in late in the game, back-to-back yeah. handoffs on first and second down. They're down like, I don't know, 100 points or something. Yeah. And, 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 and Kenny's throwing very efficiently, mm-hmm. very accurately. He's able to run a lot of different things for you, and he tries handoffs on first and second down and sticks Kenny with third and eight. I, yeah. I just, just That's it. Listen. Buffalo is yeah. only a three and a half hour drive from Pittsburgh. You can go rent a car 
Okay. Or it's also, I don't know how many hours it would be to walk. It's a little yeah. bit chilly up here and you really don't want to have too much bad press over it, but make him walk, you know, you- make him walk. Well, I guess the good thing you can rejoice about, DK, and I saw you ask this question, too. Um, you asked the question, you know, who who's safe? At least I think it was defensively. If somebody asked it defensively, and, and to his credit, he said nobody. And I'm, That's what I'm he said. I couldn't. Did, were you surprised at his answer not, to my question? Yeah. yeah. He's never that transparent when it comes no. down to team structure. With that being said, I guess for anybody's concerned, that means coaches, that means scouts, that means players, that means backups, that means anybody can be brought into the fold and say, hey, it's just not good enough. We thank you for your services. So even though I say keep them just because of there could be some nuggets brought out of this Matt Canada or this offensive side of uh, response to losing like this, um, he did put it out there, DK, and I think it was you that asked that question, and he gave it to you all the way raw. He said anybody. Oh, I'm not even waiting till the second paragraph for that one. Believe me. <laughs> That's going right after Orchard Park, comma, NY, period. You know? It's, it's, this is new for us, y'all. Buckle up, man. Get a parachute and a, a life raft. Uh, do not ride on the Titanic. Um, stay safe. Walk in between lines. Don't walk under ladders. I can go all the way down. It's going to be that bad. This is breaking the mirror, seven-year itch type of bad. If we don't we don't get this thing corrected, what stepping on cracks, breaking mom's back, all of those things, man. To use a term that the locals would appreciate, don't be going in a barrel over Niagara Falls. Because that's 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 kind of how this feels at the moment, you know? Go go back home, I guess. Let's do it again tomorrow, Moan. In better spirits. <laughs> yeah.